welcome to the MWT Podcast. I am Tiffany, and I am joined by the lovely and talented Lisa. Hello. And tonight we are sipping on cider mosas. Here we go, Lisa. All right. So, on kind of a funny backstory why we have a whole bottle of champagne at home. So, for New Year's Eve, obviously, you get champagne. You're supposed to drink it at midnight, whatever. Well, we had been drinking sour, wait, whiskey sours for a while that day. <laughs> and um, so by like, I stayed up till 11. Like I was super proud of myself. Like I actually stayed up till 11. Watched the New York countdown. The kids were up. The boys fell asleep after the New York countdown. So then I was like, I'm going to take me a little nap. And then I'm going to get up. And we'll have our champagne. The kids are going to have their sparkly juice. And then we'll all go to bed. Well, the kids woke me up at 11.50. Like, Mom, wake up. Wake up. Like, you got to wake up. It's almost midnight. Okay. So then I get up. I'm like, oh, I got some drink left. Drinking my drink. Calvin was still sipping his slowly. Then I, the next one I woke up and I said, oh, shit. We didn't drink any champagne. So we have a bottle of champagne sitting here. So, I was Googling different drinks for champagnes, and I saw where you could make a cider mimosa. Well, I thought mimosas had to have orange juice to be a mimosa. But this one doesn't cough orange juice. So, I got like the... How many ounces are these? So, I just went to the grocery store and got um, two 24-ounce of the Reds. Um, one of them's Reds Wicked Blood Orange. And the other one is Red's Wicked Mango. And then you mix that with champagne. Okay, these Wicked Reds mm -hmm. are 8% alcohol mm -hmm. by volume. How much is the champagne? I don't know. Let's look. We're taking a look. And while she's talking about that, all I drink was... I drank some hard cider on with the kids. Mm -hmm. And only two of my kids survived the countdown. Really? The other one fell asleep. So. Um, 10.5. Wow. That's actually a lot. And it, and what she's looking at is the Barefoot Bubbly Moscato Spumante yeah. Champagne. And nothing I think, expensive. Think it was that 10% though. No, it is. It says 10.5. I don't know why I always think Barefoot is like 3 or 4%. Well, I don't no, know no, why. It's not. Mm -mm. Cuz I don't I like the Barefoot Pinot Noir and I can't it's more than Is it me like or more, more companies making their alcohols like a higher percentage of alcohol yeah i think so because i think if you buy a regular and i'm gonna google it just to see a regular six pack of reds they're definitely not eight percent each can i mean and just Model. just forget like this but i'm just saying in general like i remember everything being around three percent four percent alcohol by volume and now i feel like every drink that lisa and i drink is like Seven, eight, maybe it's not upwards the of like ten percent or more of like maybe, alcohol by volume. Maybe it's us. <laughs> it might just be Lisa. <laughs> maybe we un un. What would the word be? Unselfconsciously know or check the percentage of alcohol or something. I don't know. Like I wonder if Lisa and I seek out the highest percentage of alcohol. Maybe I mean in our beverages because it seems to be the. 
thing and lately. just so you guys know lisa and i have been sitting here for good it's 30 been a while. 45 minutes at least just talking talking and drinking on these reds i mean we must not have talked a lot this weekend because we we for real just talked for 45 minutes yeah we have much. like two cans two large cans <laughs> one is mango one is blood orange and then a bottle of the champagne mm-hmm. and the champagne is over halfway gone. I think we got maybe a, about a quarter left of that. Mm-hmm. Filling these regular... cans. One hand can has probably about a quarter left, and the other one has about a third. Um, so we've been drinking for a while right now. So the reds, um, like the bottles, have five percent alcohol by volume. I wonder if it's their Wicked brand that just it has must like be. a little bit. Because you know, more. like the the um. Oh, what is that other one? Oh, and Kelvin just walked away fast. There's another one that you buy in the cans now instead of in the bottles that I know his mom likes. And their alcohol by volume is like nine point something. And you're, Kelvin, sorry. What is the drink that your mom likes to drink that when we went over there one day it was in a can? It's probably Mike's Harder. Oh, yes, that's what it is. Mike's Harder is is a higher percentage of alcohol by volume. Um, so we're trying yeah. both of these yeah. with the champagne. We've tried them alone because I've never mm-hmm. had either one of these. And I love blood orange and I love mango. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the cider mosas, I would recommend a sweeter one, which yeah. would be the mango. Definitely. It's um, so much better. Blood orange is really good by itself, mm-hmm. but mixed with the champagne, it kind of dilutes the whole mm-hmm blood orange thing now lisa's the only one that's really had blood orange but i've had a lot of blood orange beers and mm-hmm. alcohols and the the cider by itself is really good but mixed with the champagne it's not that great no. to me personally you can't taste i feel like the champagne or something totally drowns out the blood orange flavor because i was telling tiffany while we were sitting here talking that i feel like Everything that we get that's blood orange, because we both love blood orange, you just cannot taste the actual blood orange flavor enough. If you actually go to the store and get a good blood orange when they're in season, they are the best oranges like Off you the top ever of your head, have. Do you know what blood orange season is? Like when you typically have them because in the summer. At okay. some point, okay. I, can I was going to say it, I don't normally see blood oranges mm-hmm. available. In the marketplace or like a grocery store. So I don't know. I've never actually had a legit Mm -hmm. blood orange. It's like Lisa's our reference um, point here. So we're googling (laughs) this because I I would actually after we got blood oranges and I cannot remember if we got them from Sam's one time or where we got them from. And you can get them, you know, the big value pack. I would rather eat a blood orange over a regular orange any day. Um, While she's looking that up. Kind of the mixture that we recommend based on on tasting it and what a mimosa is supposed to be. I would personally recommend adding more cider than I would champagne. So I guess if we have to kind of give like a quantities match, I would actually recommend probably a third with the champagne and then two thirds with the cider. Um, because I feel like mimosas yeah, and things like that are supposed to be like a sweet, fun drink. It's not like a hardcore. Okay, so I was totally wrong. Blood <laughs> oranges are in season from December through May. 
So, but so why weren't they at the grocery time. store? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I totally was looking because I went on Pinterest today, like, what are different drinks that we can get for, you know, champagne? Because we and she had some didn't good choices. I was just, like, ooh, come on. Didn't want to just drink plain old boring champagne. So I saw this one where you could drink, put champagne in your cup, and you literally squeeze blood orange fresh juice in it. And I was like, that sounds amazing. That's what I'm going to get. But it I does sound could, amazing. I put it, I mean, it's freaking Lisa, January now, people. Lisa failed and, me. Okay, we'll have to get it another day. <laughs> I could not find, there was not blood oranges at our local grocery store. It's like, it's big, it's not a little like mini mart. It's a big grocery store where I was at. Look, she had some really good ideas yeah. for some champagne. I was like, what? Yeah. Why don't we do that one? And then I found where you can mix like, like any kind of sorbet or sorbet, whatever you call it. <laughs> And you're, you put it in your cup, pour the mimosa, or pour the mimosa, pour but the le- champagne Legitimately, this mango yeah, that's hard it's cider so is like, yeah. with the champagne, mm-hmm. on point. Like, yeah. you're going to want to do this one. This is yeah. amazing. It's, it's, it's really good. good. It is. So, one other drink that I'm just going to put out there, because. This weekend we were drinking the whiskey sour. She's which, telling us all her secrets. Like which, she needs to wait. Like we, give you guys time to fill oh, out. Well, I'll tell you this one because I haven't <laughs> gonna have this for a while. But um, I bought the whiskey sours and I bought Maker's Mark. But of course, I didn't buy the big bottle because that's a little expensive. So, um, I was I didn't really want the whiskey sours because then I don't know, to me they were still too sweet. Like when I tried them the next day, so I got ginger ale. So I mixed whiskey with the ginger ale, and then I squeezed fresh oranges in it. Ooh. Oh my god! It was like the best drink ever. That and then, good. then Tyler was here, so of course I didn't give him whiskey. Tyler's but our oldest son. <laughs> he saw me. He thought I was just squeezing oranges in regular ginger ale, and he's like, "Is that good?" I said, "Oh yeah, squeeze it in your ginger ale. It's delicious." And he's going, "Mom." Why have we never done this before? <laughs> Ginger ale just always needed a little orange in it. So that's super good too. Like you people should, even if you just drink ginger ale, squeeze some orange in it. And I don't know why, but it makes it like mm. absolutely delicious. And I'm sad we're not having like whiskey sours right now. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm I'm really sorry, but maybe in a couple of weeks when Lisa is hurting my soul, when I can buy another twenty dollar right bottle of whiskey, because <laughs> good lord, that was expensive, but it was so good. Right, I guess that's the drink. Got any story time? No, I think we've had like plenty of story oh, time. We're like yeah. ten minutes into the oh, podcast wow. right Already? now. Already? Okay, that went fast. So, if you guys want to know what our topic is about, let me not take a drink yet. <laughs> It is like the most respectable topic in the world. And you absolutely will not be surprised that it's coming from Tiffany. No, it's so respectable. Or me. I mean, you would be surprised it come from me because I'm the angel of the podcast. She's the angel of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. I am the super angel if we're going to go off this topic. You can't hear Calvin, but he's in the kitchen going, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The topic for tonight is penis. Penis. <laughs> and I had to look up the plural. And I was like, wait, is it peni? Is it penises? And apparently there's this thing called penis. Peenies. 
I do not use the term peenies, but apparently Lisa and them use the term peenies. Well, I do. I actually tell the boys. Which is a bit odd. No. I actually tell the boys. Um, I don't. Now I'm totally thrown off. But I will say they're passing uh, love notes. Sorry. Calvin and Lisa no. are passing love. We're notes. actually passing dinner notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I dinner will be like, been "Good, Calvin, let's do this." I will say, um, "Go put your little peeny something like." We'll call it a peenie, which I think I just started saying peenie so that the boys, I didn't say penis, because I didn't want them going to school saying something about their penis, but it's so, it's actually a for real legit way to say penis. See, and I call nuts peanuts, mm-hmm. but that's only because my son, when he was younger, he was like, don't hit me, my little peanuts. <laughs> and so, like, from now on, like, he hasn't outgrown it, he's now 12, and i Probably said this when he was like four, but oh, you will he never live it down. Peanuts? So I call his nuts his peanuts. Uh-huh. So I'm like, don't make me hit you in your little peanuts. And now he's okay. And let me tell you, now he he's at the age where he gets super embarrassed. Like, I when I'm over at their house, I like to embarrass him about his girlfriend, and he'll just be like, stop it, and he'll cover his ears. Yeah, I'm not ready. Like next year is teenage years, and I am not ready. I don't even want to have like male discussions like mm. about like legit sexual organs mm. and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh no, I just flat out said to Tyler when he was here, has anybody, because he has a girlfriend, and I mean for seventh grade, I mean eighth grade, they've been going together now for two months. Like that's the legit that's, relationship for that eighth grade. That is legitimate for that age. So I was like, um,. You know, did your dad have the birds and the bees talk with you? <laughs> and he like Calvin looked at me like, "No, you're not just gonna, you're not just gonna put it out there like that." <laughs> and I was like, and he looked at me like, "Oh my god, mom, I know you are not saying this to me." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Has anybody had? You're 14 years old. Has anybody had the birds and the bees talk?" His dad, and he's like, "No, because he doesn't need to." I said, well, that's the problem. The kids, the parents who think they don't need to have the birds and the bees talk are the ones that need to have the birds and the bees talk. And him and Calvin were like, oh, my gosh, shut up. Do you feel like men get more embarrassed about the topics than women? Because, like, I had a similar conversation with Jared. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, who would you rather have talk to you about mm-hmm. this? Like, if you want daddy to talk to you about it, mm-hmm. that's fine. We can have daddy. I get it. You're mm-hmm. a boy. He's a boy. It makes right. more sense. Do you want me to talk mm-hmm. about it with you? And I'm like, because either daddy's going to have the conversation with me or I'm going to have the conversation. Like, one of us is well, going to have it. it. Like, believe me, mm-hmm. this is not comfortable for me. Right. But it's necessary. Like, it's a conversation you have right. to have with your kids. And and I'm not saying go in, like, full-fledged detail right. of, like, every, like, sexual thing. thing that you could go into. Right. But the basics have to be mm-hmm. discussed. And, yeah. like, respect in relationships, relationship things, kissing, hugging, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to go to, like, full-blown, like, sex and, like, oral sex and right. all that kind of stuff. But the conversation has to take place. You have to know that, like, it's... your parents kind of know these things. Right. And it is a point where you have to be comfortable with discussing it. So I let him pick, like, who do you want to talk to, me or daddy, about it. 
whatever you choose mm-hmm. is fine. You know, I'm cool with you want to mm-hmm. talk with daddy, whatever. So he chose me, which was a little bit weird. But I think Tyler would choose me or us over his dad because I feel like he knows he can be honest with us. But I mean, I don't think you or Stro would ever not be honest with your kids. Like, no, and, and it's a difference of, I think, the way that you mm-hmm. tackle it and what appeals to your kid. Right. And me, I'm a little bit more funny. I take, like, a funny approach. Because, yeah. Probably because I know that it's uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable for me. Right. You know, not just talking to him about it, but talking to, like, people in general about, mm-hmm. like, sex is kind of, it's a weird topic. Like, for some people. Mm-hmm. Me talking to Lisa about it. Totally comfortable. You know, it's like, whatever. Right. We're cool. You know, but like if I say I had to give a corporate conversation on this, like would I really feel comfortable? I would feel awkward. And I think the most uncomfortable thing is. And I'm very like outgoing. Well, you know, the most uncomfortable thing is not knowing how people will perceive the the terms you use and Mm -hmm. what you actually discuss. So that's kind of weird. But. Lisa and I have been staying away from some risque topics, so I'm like, no. And I don't know why. We need to talk about some penis. Like, but I don't understand why we have been like that, because we're usually like, whatever. Whatever. Here Let's we go. Let's talk about this. Let's but we this. did. Like, we did a couple ratchet topics out there, and then we kind of been like, safe, 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 safe. So... And, and I don't know if we legitimately our, chose like, to be Like, we didn't do it on safe. purpose. It's just I been kind think, of a lot in a row. Yeah. But, yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, Once back to your question of who do you feel like a kid would rather talk to, I don't really know, because I feel like Tyler is very open with me and Calvin, but then I feel like if he has to go back to his dad, he's not going to be as open, because his dad lies and, like, sugarcoats that he never acted that way at this age, or he never did this, and me and Calvin are both just very honest. And I think kids are pretty perceptive mm-hmm. to like the way you explain things and the right. way things, the way the information has mm-hmm. gone back and forth in dialogue. So kids know who mm-hmm. they want to talk to. But again, I like to kind of give him an option. But it's right. kind of like you have an option, but within a range, mm-hmm. meaning you got to talk to somebody about it. You know, it's either me or daddy. Who do you feel right. more comfortable? But somebody's going to have right. a conversation about relationships mm-hmm. and dating and kissing mm-hmm. and hugging and whatever is appropriate. I don't think he's quite at that age, which I'm mm-hmm. appreciative. Right. He's not <laughs> at Jesus. the like, yeah. whole sex age, but I kind of let him like express himself. Where right. are you at? What's going on? What do you right. like? Who do you like? Why mm-hmm. do you like him? You know, yeah. just kind of questioning and mm-hmm. just allowing him to kind of speak his mind and making jokes. Like, that's my yeah. good thing is I can kind of make jokes about things. So, And then I feel like, too, like, as long as you're honest with them, if they turn around and start asking you questions, then they're going to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think many kids explore that as much as we're afraid that they're going to explore the whole oh, question. Oh, Tyler does. You think he goes, like, in-depth, though? I mean, you don't really go in yeah, as exactly. depth is what no. we would probably really, on the other hand, want to ask them. No. But he will turn around and say, well, when you were this age, what, what did, did you, you do? do? Yeah. And I just feel like as long as you're honest, like, they'll be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, guys, I think the best way to tackle this whole topic mm-hmm. is to go over what are 
listeners, followers, people mm-hmm. that we ask these questions to, what they actually think. And hmm. what you get in minor lane? Lisa has like one person. Yeah, which is Calvin. My people tend to be a little bit more like risque, which I like. Okay. Shout I out! Like, dang! Shout out to my peoples because I love it again. Another one of my inappropriate in folks. Well, I was like, <laughs> I should just start tagging people because I know people who talk way worse than what these questions are on a daily basis on Facebook, and they didn't even answer my question. You know, and I was a little nervous that people weren't going to want to respond mm. the way that we had hoped. Because we know how our followers are and we know, like, what you guys are willing to say in a personal conversation. But I was worried that in a public conversation, it wouldn't... Right, they'd be like... It wouldn't come out. Like, you guys would be like, no, like, private-wise, it's good, but out here in the public forum... Well, I even gave them that option. I was like, if you want to inbox me your answers, cool. Send me a message. No, no messages. Minor whack. Go ahead, too. Okay, so surprisingly, I had more men respond than I had women respond. Okay. All right, so here's what what, what the basic questions were, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of allowed them to be free with their responses. Right. Uh, the first question was, which aspect of the penis is more important, the girth or the length? Okay, and then I asked a question for the ladies and one for the men. So, ladies. Is a small penis a deal breaker in a relationship? And men, do you think it is fair to be judged on the size of your penis? Okay. So my one answer is from Calvin, my husband. (laughs) And he says, I think it's not fair to be judged on your size. Long as you know how to work your manhood, you should be all good. Give her or him a reason not to believe that size matters. Give it a hundred and ten percent in that thing, is what he said. In that thing. Just my thoughts. All right. So I'm gonna allow Lisa to do a quick monologue because I have to use the bathroom. I've been drinking too oh. much beer and champagne. Right? I'll be right back. Mixed together. Okay. So my answers to these questions are: um, so which aspect of the penis and more is more important? To be 100% honest, I feel like both. Or, if not one, maybe the other, if you know how to work it. Thankfully, in the last 13 years of my life, I have only had one penis. So, I feel like I wouldn't even know where to start if I ever had to explore that again. And I am very happy with The penis that I have, I feel like it is equal in girth and it's equal in length. I love it. It's great. Um, So for the ladies, is a small penis a deal breaker in a relationship? No, I don't really think it's a deal breaker because I do feel like if um, you know how to work your small penis, you can still get the job done that you need to get done. If you don't know how to work it, then eh. Not my problem. So, do you think it is fair to be judged on... Well, this is from men, but I'll still give my answer. Do you think it is fair to be dare... Or wait, see? All this drinking beforehand. (laughs) Do you think it is fair to be judged on the size of your penis? I don't think it's fair to men when women... You know, maybe doing foreplay, you're doing 
whatever, and then you automatically think, oh, they're going to be horrible in bed, or they're going to be whatever because of their penis, you might be surprised once you get into bed. I agree. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. I think you have to give it time to develop. Right. I mean, and And see where they shine. Right. And I feel like, just from what I remember... And not that I've like slept with five thousand people because that's not even close <laughs> to the facts. But I feel like if I can remember correctly from way back when, like always when you first have sex with somebody, it's super awkward. Like I can even remember the first time that me and Calvin had sex. Like it was super awkward. So you just have to kind of get over that awkwardness, and you don't know what might come of it. You know? I think that's a fair statement. And I don't care if somebody's six foot, well, obviously they wouldn't be six foot long, but they could be <laughs> huge or they can be small or they can be in between. It's awkward at first. Yeah. If you don't feel awkward with a sexual encounter, like, then I kind of look at it weird. And I, I guess worry some people about are you, like, I guess. Well, some people are hypersexual, so I don't want to say, like, I question you. Well, but do you not have, like, it's almost like meeting someone for the first right. time, but meeting them intimately. Even if mm-hmm. you think of it as like, okay, some people don't look at sex as like mm-hmm. this very intimate thing. They're like, it's just mm-hmm. fun. But when you first meet someone, is it not a little awkward? Like you just right. like you have to read them. You don't know how they are as a person. I mean, sex is kind of the same way. You're meeting that person for the first time in that way, mm-hmm. in that sense. So, right. to me, it's a little awkward because you don't know what they like. Mm-hmm. You don't know, like, if they might surprise you, they might right. disappoint you. You might have these anticipations as, like, nah. Like, right, like, you might be all built up, like, oh, yeah, they're going to be good in a second. And then, then you're you like, get there and you're like, mm. Ugh. <sighs> like, Seriously? Not to what I thought yes, it was going exactly. to be, but you right. know, like it was a long time before me and Calvin did the do in our relationship. And was it? Yeah, I mean, it was a while. Was it? I can't was a while exactly? How long? <laughs> now I'm looking at least like. Well, it first a while? of all, we talked for a very long time before we even started dating. So then, once we started dating, of course, I mean, at that point we kissed, we whatever. So. It has been a while, and it had been a while before I even had did. You know, when people say we kissed, we whatever, I automatically go to like, like the nastiest mm-hmm. thought in my mind. I don't know why. No, no, not the whatever was not nasty. It was just the kisses and stuff. But well, not stuff. I can't even say stuff because we didn't even. <laughs> no. See, yeah, the but stuff. You know, whatever. and that was thirteen years before. Yeah, thirteen years ago. So I got to think about exactly how long it was. But it was months, I should say. That's not bad. No, before. And then, like, you think of all, like, I just remember thinking of all these awkward things in my head. Because at that point, like, we were friends. We were, and and it's like, well, what if it's not as what I think it's going to be? Or what if he doesn't like me? Or what if, because then you just built it up. But obviously, it was not bad because here we are (laughs) 13 years later. Married for years. (laughs) Right? And I have to be honest, because I'm sure he will come on something and he will put me on blast. When I did not <laughs> like him at first, like oh, like that. So we talked back and forth, talked back and forth. And and I'm sure everybody that I know knows, because he tells everybody this story, 
So I was just, you know, it's been a while. We talked, we were friends. I was comfortable, you was comfortable. It was just going to be a thing. Like, I was going to call you up when I needed a booty call, and that was going to be that. Legit. So, we had booty call. Well, booty call turned into marriage, and then here we are. Here we are. Several several many years later. So, apparently, it was a good booty call because it lasted a long time. Apparently, he put it down. Yeah. At least no. to Lisa's satisfaction. Right. But you know, everybody has their own quirks and fed, mm-hmm. so it kind of... Right. You don't know. You don't know until... And I mean, you can't even go off of the first time. Because maybe the first time, they just want to act like they're all that. And then the next time, you're like, what? Like, I've heard of stories like that. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, you gauge to it, it over time. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll go through my my answers really quick, which I thought was kind of way more fun than mine. Lisa had what one? Yeah, I had about I can't believe it five and more of them were men than women, which is weird for us because normally the women are more willing to like spill the beans right than the men are. Okay, so Leah said definitely girth. It's a no brainer for me. Yes. It is a bill, a deal breaker. So for her, a man with a small penis is a deal breaker. Now I will agree with her on girth. I think girth means way more than length because mm-hmm. length, after a while, you're just yeah. hitting things. Right. Like just, you're not really filling the cavity, right. which is what's going to give mm-hmm. you maximum pleasure, fellas. Just so you know. Okay, Christina said. I really have no reference, lol. I have only been with two people, and honestly, I don't care as long as he knows how to use it. Amen. That's That's a realistic Mm -hmm. statement. If you know how to use it, we're all good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Joel, our first male responder, says, Heck yeah, it's a deal breaker if I meet a girl with an oversized vagina. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which, for me, it was a hilarious comment that because hilarious. I was like... Actually. Is that something a man with a small penis would say? Right. Like, her vagina was oversized. Right. It was oversized, <laughs> so that's why she couldn't feel my small little penis. <laughs> <laughs> so... Joel, you put it on blast, buddy. Joel, we got you. Right. All right. So Montre said, where, oh my where I call in at? <laughs> and I gave him the number and I said, you are more than welcome to send us a voicemail rant. He did not. Montre, I, was... I am very sad that you did not send us a rant. No, I was looking forward to this shit. Because did you know, not to quickly change the subject, but then we'll go back. Montre had a podcast for a little while. I thought he had, like, a, like a radio show, but I guess you're right. Yeah. It's like a podcast and, format. And Calvin would listen to it, and Calvin told me it was actually extremely good. So, I was, like, really excited, and I was hoping that Montre would have sent us a voicemail, because I've known Montre forever, and so has Tiffany. Yes. And he is actually quite freaking hilarious. Yeah. So, legit- legitimately yeah, a funny he's guy. He's funny. And Calvin said, like, if their podcast could have truly went somewhere. So, I'm kind of sad, Montre, that you did not send us a voicemail. Oh, no, because this would have been, like, legit mm-hmm. voicemail. We could have commented. Mm-hmm. It would have been awesome. You guys would have enjoyed it. It would have. So you we, so enjoyed it. We will have to have him actually make a yeah. rant, and we will go in on it. Yes, you would have cracked up. 
And Monterey actually saved me in the seventh grade from this old pervert that was trying to dance with me at a dance. Oh, Monterey is so sweet. He is. He's kind of hood, but he's really sweet. Yes. All right. He has a soft heart. <laughs> so, now we put him on blast. <laughs> so David said, I don't think it's not fair. If it's not good, then you shouldn't fake it. At the same time, though, some girls might want to take the blame for having too much sex and ruin it for themselves. It goes both ways, really. Some girls think they have bomb pussy, because most guys will say that when they are in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. Fair assessment. Because I think we've all been guilty, and I hate to, like, put this on Lisa, we've mm -hmm. all been guilty of, like, being like, oh, this, this is amazing, it's wonderful, mm -hmm. it's, mm, you know, doing the fake right. moan, mm -hmm. and it's, it's not... Like, it's not spectacular. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's not like... Back in the day. I yeah, I think if you're a woman who's never... And that's what I call faked it, where you're just mm -hmm. like, hmm. Like, you're moaning right? and you're trying you're to like... You're moaning. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to make it like... And you're thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, just get this all right. You think <laughs> if you hype them up, it'll just get better. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like cheerleading, yeah. right? Like... Right. <laughs> You're like, like ready? Mm, yes. Okay, let's go. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, it was so, yeah. it was cool. It wasn't spectacular. It was, mm -hmm. it was cool. So this is what's really sad. <laughs> so me and Calvin well, make jokes because, I mean, after you've been together for 13 years, you've been married for 10, you're just very honest with each other and... Even in that sense, like, I feel like if you cannot be honest about your past sexual relationships or relationships, period, I feel like if you feel like you cannot be honest with your husband about it or he can't be honest with you, then you have no point to be married. Because why would you get mad about something from the past? So, you know, we're very honest with each other and I've been very honest with him. And, and he, like, we kind of have a joke about things like that where you're like oh well you know that small little penis or <laughs> we'll laugh and like we'll joke about things and probably to other people they're like you guys are freaking weird but to us we just kind of think it's hilarious i think that you have to be comfortable enough yeah because if you can't then what's the point he has to be comfortable enough to be like i'm not offended by the fact that you're making right fun of Someone else, me, or someone else, yeah. I mean, even his, even if you know his isn't small mm -hmm. or whatever, but you you make right. comments like, okay, whatever, you know, right? Like, yeah, you both know. I think that's part of marriage is being mm -hmm. comfortable with the other person enough to like, right? And I mean, even in a marriage, or, or even after you've been with somebody for a long time, having sex, like you can even find things about that person to make fun of not saying that they're horrible in bed or they're whatever like you find you can find little small quirks or whatever like you can make fun of them so yeah i feel like if you can't do that then it's kind of like that's not the person you should be no doing it with. because I we do it to each other all the time i'll be like well you blah 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 he'll be like and you blah 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 marriage is supposed to be <laughs> right. a comfortable arrangement mm -hmm. and people like don't get too comfortable and you i'm like that's how you know you're not marriage material mm -hmm. because you have you have to right. be comfortable you have with to somebody be comfortable. you have to know that 
they fart, mm-hmm. that they throw up, that they mm-hmm. have diarrhea, you know, like the mm-hmm. uncomfortable things mm-hmm. that people you're just dating and infatuated with, you right. don't want to know those things about. But with marriage, you, you, you're you okay with it. You're like, okay, I right. get it. Like, these things happen. And I feel like even in a, if you've been in a relationship where you're going down the marriage road, like, if you can't even at that point joke about things or you know, talk back and forth or do whatever, like, that's not the one. No, it's not. For you. you actually have to be that comfortable because right. you're spending a lifetime or that right. thought process is you'll be spending a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me in a lifetime you will never fart or shit right. or right. throw up in front of your significant other. That's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. That or is just sad. you might had. A thousand times of good sex. And maybe just one time your partner's in the mood and you're not. And you're just like, whatever. Here we go. Just, just do what you yeah. gotta do. Let's I mean, do this. It is what it is. And if you can't do that or you can't joke about it, then don't do it. No. Not the one. I have one more comment. Okay. And then we will get into, like, some some fun things that I looked mm-hmm. up. And I, I kind of double verified them because I was unsure if they were, like, legit. Okay. Um, so the last comment I got was from Brandon. He said, wow, we never had conversation like this in our cubicle. Laughing my ass off. Probably would not, probably would have been a little weird. And we definitely share some like weird conversations at work. Probably not exactly work appropriate in quotation marks. But definitely fun things. But yeah, I think he's right. We have never talked about penis or penis size or girth or any of that at work. Um, Just to kind of give you guys a feel of what it's like sharing a cubicle with Tiffany at work. Um, I'm not exactly like PC, but I'm not on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like off the wall. Like I kind of have a box and the box is rather large. I like to kind of have comfortable conversation if I know that that's what you're game for um but I don't expect you to have the most inappropriate conversations those are reserved for people closest to me I like to have my most inappropriate conversations with the people that I'm most comfortable with and now you know why we have inappropriate conversations I know now why I love Lisa so much and why we seem like a lesbian couple sometimes because I love Lisa. She gets me. She she understands my inappropriateness. (laughs) I dig Lisa on that aspect. So I think what we're going to do now is you've gotten some comments from our friends. You've kind of gotten some comments from Lisa and I. More on relationships, I think, than more like penis stuff. But whatever. But I kind of looked up some some facts about the penis. Mm Um, so we'll kind of get into that. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Lisa's ever heard these ones. All right, go. Number one, foreskins can be used to make skin grafts for burn victims. I have heard that. Okay, so Dr. James McGuire, head of wound management at Foot and Ankle Institute at the School of Podiatric Medicine at Temple University, said. They can get four football fields of skin out of one baby foreskin. Oh, I know all that. But I did know it could be used. So I, I saw this on like BuzzFeed. That's a lot. Yeah, I saw this on BuzzFeed and I was like, 
you guys are shitting me, right? Oh, like, one baby? Well, they said four four acres, right? And I don't know how acres I say, how up to the football acre? fields. So I clicked on links and I googled it and I see I saw mm-hmm. like, okay, is this legit? And a doctor says like, yeah, if it skin grows really really fast, so you mm-hmm. can actually get four football fields worth of skin out of one baby foreskin. But how? Does that not make you nervous or like weirded out? Like, it kind of makes you weirded out because I mean, obviously. I have three boys, so they all were circumcised, so they went away. But it's like, how do you get that much? I have another fun fact growing? about circumcision. Okay, go. Okay, so circumcision, it's like a 19th century phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. before that, it wasn't a big deal to get your child circumcised. Yeah. So, the reason that it was sparked is because they believe that masturbation caused mental illness. So they recommended that, you know, little boys be circumcised at birth. That's actually what sparked the growth in it. Well, are they not supposed to masturbate after they're circumcised? Well, the thought, uh, so this is an old thought, but in the 19th century, so the 1800s, they believed that masturbation caused mental illness. Well, I would say masturbation probably caused less mental illness because you felt better after you did it. See, and I'm kind of in the middle grounds of, like, masturbation and mental illness mm-hmm. because I feel like some people masturbate too much. True. And and don't get me wrong, fellas. True. Or ladies, and, and this is for ladies' interest. I think that it's natural for males to masturbate. I think it's natural for people in general mm-hmm. to masturbate. The degree to which you masturbate and how, like, protective mm-hmm. you are are over your masturbation is a bit weird to me. That's I mean if you so like if you get angry day. if someone catches you masturbating or like you have to like do it every single day or like several a times a day. It's mm-hmm. a little weird to me because I'm like It's a little much. Now it's not just enjoyment. Like you have to. It's almost it's like, like an addiction. An, it's an addiction. Yeah. That's when it becomes like a separation to me. Too much. That's true. Right. Very Moderation true. of masturbation is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, overexertion of masturbation. I mean, just like kind of, it's like anything else in the world. Yes. If you do it in moderation, just like cool. if I told you, so like, you like, can't drink today, and Lisa freaked the fuck out. I'd be like, okay, then now you, got you a don't just enjoy. You're addicted to it, right? Just like I, I mean, like, even you, the gym. That's yeah. another good. The gym. We were talking I mean, about can, the gym for twenty it can minutes be before the podcast. So much stuff. They like right. Overdoing it yeah. is, is a problem. It's too much. Moderation, right. cool. Like, Porn. I, I realize that some men, women, like to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Cool. You got to get your jollies off. Do what you do. Right. Not a problem. You want to have personal time? Cool. Let me step out of the room. Right. I kind of giggle, not to be unfair. Like I just kind kind of giggle. Mm-hmm. You know, just more because I caught you than, like, more that you're doing it. Right. I get it. All right. Okay. So, Lisa, I have to ask you. Okay, go. What do you think is the average length of a penis? Oh, fuck. I mean, if you had to give a number, like, just what comes to your So, I'm so bad about, like, inches and stuff. So, I don't know. Hold on. I've Googled this before. 
a long time ago. <laughs> was it five? Or okay. three? Okay. Okay, go. But I mean, to you, is that school? If you saw like a three inch penis, you'd be like, cool. Well, tell me how big three inches is. Three inches is a knuckle. So like if you measure a knuckle. So basically like your pointer finger, that's that's three inches. No, that's not cool. <laughs> okay, so let's go with five. Five inches is cool. Mm-hmm. Hard or flaccid? Hard. They're not oh, okay, five okay, inches okay. that right. soft. Okay. If they were five inches soft, I would have to run because that would not feel good in any way, shape, okay. or form. Look it. Applause for Lisa mm-hmm. on realistic penises. Here we go. Okay. So, okay, let, let's give some facts here. The largest penis is 13.5 inches erect. It's Ooh. 9 inches flaccid, which 9 inches flaccid is still a... That's a big for not. Yes, and Ooh. the owner is Jonah Falcon of New York. So, ladies in New York, if you're looking for a... If you're rather, looking for painful sex, hit that dude up. Hit Jonah Falcon up. Okay. So the mm. average size penis is 3.6 inches when flaccid. Mm-hmm. So this is not hard. When it is erect, you're looking at 5.2 inches. I know. Applause, applause to Lisa on that mm-hmm. one. Um, but I babe. think it's weird because I all I often hear women like, "Oh, he needs to be six seven inches." But that that has to hurt. But I'm like, realistically, like, yeah, do the do the knuckle measure. This is why I tell people do the, you know, so knuckle roughly what again? inch. And it's it's roughly one inch. So okay. from like knuckle one, to knuckle on your pointer. Two. So it would be two penises. I mean, two not two penises. Put I mean, on. five inches isn't bad. Five inches isn't bad. Hard. Uh, and that's why for me, I agree with Leah because I'm like, girth is important mm-hmm. for me. Because it rounds right. out everything. Like, you don't want a long, skinny, no, skinny penis. No, it's going to start that's that, what poking you feel? organs and all kinds. Yeah. You don't no, want that. No, thank you. I'll you're pass good. on that offer. You're good. And just if you're small, like, don't be embarrassed. Just learn how to work it. I, I think guess. that's more important. Or have really good tongue game. Right, you know, there's Long been a lot of push for like women to like give head, but I think that men giving head is a mm-hmm. very important feature. Agreed. Women, you need to push that more. Like if you experience it and you experience good head, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate that. All right, so let's get into some more facts. Men can fracture their penis even if there is no actual bone. So men don't have a real bone in their penis. It's just the way that the tubes fill up. So right. a fracture for a penis mm-hmm. in human males is like a compression of the tube, mm-hmm. a ripping of the tube, a tearing of the tube that fills up with the blood. So, I mean, their penis can turn black and blue. And if they don't get it treated within three days, like surgery within three days, there can be long-term effects. So it normally happens, it can only happen when they're erect, and it mostly happens like, you know, they're having rough sex, or the penis accidentally jams into, like, Mm -hmm. a part that it's not supposed to. So it is, it is normal, not normal, it is possible for a man to fracture his penis, but really Mm -hmm. what the fracture is, is a tearing 
of the tubes inside the penis that fill up with blood and cause him to be erect. Yeah, there's no bones in there. So he can legitimately hurt his penis. Because people who... And you, okay, so on that comment, there's people <laughs> who truly think that men have bones in their penis. And this um, is men and women. So I was looking up the chat that human primates are the only ones that don't have a a bone in their penis. Mm-hmm. But, like, other primates do have bones in their penises. Or their well, penis. My whole or thing with that is... according to Tiffany Peni. If you are a true believer that you have a bone in your penis... Or a man, or a woman who believes a man actually have bones in their penis, you need to go to some class before you ever have sex again, <laughs> because your bone just doesn't automatically shatter and then build itself back up again when it's time to have sex. No, but people truly believe that, and it's kind of scary. Maybe they think it's like the joint, the way that the joints yeah. react. Maybe people don't understand that the point of a bone. But primates, so I guess you would think like apes and monkeys actually do have a bone, like a okay. real bone. Here's Tiffany penis. trying to be nice and defend the people who think that there's like a bone that's in your arm, like, or your finger or your leg. No problem, They're people. in their penis. I got you. We have there's no bone from apes. <clears throat> bang. Oh, whatever. So, so I'm just telling you. <laughs> Talisa, bang, bang. The medical in me. There's no bone in people's penises. <laughs> All right. Here is another fun fact that Lisa probably didn't even know. Mm-hmm. There is a festival every year in Japan on April 6th called the Festival of Iron Phallus. It started in the 17th century as prostitutes praying for protection from STDs. And now it's an AIDS awareness event. I didn't know that. But that's actually pretty awesome, and I feel like um, if I feel like more places should actually have AIDS awareness, they should have sex awareness. And I mean, now I do feel like you see more and more things for these type of things. But I feel like even back in the day, like sex was not talked about, penises were not talked about. Um, vaginas were not talked about it was just something that was not talked about so it was something that people were just kind of free and whatever and you're always going to have your free-spirited people and that's fine you know if that's your thing but i feel like the more awareness that gets out there the better especially with this day and age because i feel like i don't know what some of these people or kids think or what they follow but just kind of get out there like AIDS awareness, sex awareness, STD awareness. So I think it's pretty awesome that they actually have a festival for that. I think so too. I think that being aware of STDs, the effect mm-hmm. of STDs, and the fact that promiscuous sex without protection mm-hmm. can cause STDs, what? I think that's an important thing for people to realize because I think people focus on uh non slut shaming mm-hmm. which I don't think you should like do slut shaming. Mm-hmm. But I think you also have to be aware of what can occur if you have promiscuous sex without right. protection. And I mean whatever. It's two thousand and I almost said sixteen. Now it's <laughs> seventeen. Three days in. But 
if you at this point it's kind of like I think the full true meaning of sex is no longer there. Let's just be honest about it. What like, do you mean the full true meaning I mean, of sex? Like you know how back in the day it was you only have sex with your spouse, you only oh. this, you only that, whatever. It's not there anymore. No. And I mean, I can even say I'm not downing people because I had sex out of wedlock. Hello, I have a kid out of wedlock. But <laughs> it feels like just be protected. Like, it's okay. Even though you're on birth control, still make that person wear a condom because they still have STDs. Or they could have STDs. They could mm-hmm. have whatever. You just don't know. And, like, it's kind of like, why if you say, I think we've had a podcast about this. If... A woman sleeps with multiple people, they're a slut. But if a man does it, oh yeah, whoop, whoop, go you. No. It is what it is. It's 2017. Just everybody should make everybody aware of protection instead of anything else. Right. I mean, it's there. It's relatively affordable. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as, as affordable as it could be, but relatively right. affordable. Like, you, you can afford some some protection. I mean, okay. I think, I don't really think that if you went and, I think birth control now, you can get at a pretty darn cheap Yeah, but rate. birth control and condoms are two different That's things. That's true. And condoms do get pricey. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to I don't even know. This. Like, condoms, condoms are pricey. I mean, I have you no idea. walk Let's down Google a it. condom aisle, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're talking a good Price I mean, I don't know. I have not had to buy condoms in, well, let me think, at least 12 and a half years of my <laughs> life. Um, so I am not I mad at Lisa no idea. raw sex is amazing, uh-huh. but okay, we're gonna Google. you cannot have raw sex with everybody, okay? No, absolutely not. Let's, let's be realistic here. You should Ew. not be having raw sex with everybody. Okay, so it says... Condoms are most expensive when purchased at a retailer in a smaller quantity. At Walgreens, the price for a box of a three lubricated direct condom is three ninety nine. That's only for three. That's for three. Four dollars. I mean, come on. What if you want to do it three times you a night? Probably uh, okay. And Lisa's Lisa's been married for a long time, fellas, uh-huh. uh, ladies. I get you. You're probably using more than three condoms. You're probably spending more than four dollars. I, um, I mean, like I said, it's probably been 12 and a half years since we have I ever mean, had to buy condoms. I mean, you're talking $1.33 per condom at $3.99 a price yeah. per three. Okay. So, I mean. But then it says the price for a box of 12 okay. of the same type of condoms is $11.99. I mean, that's so a lot a for some people. Per condom. Right. It drops to a dollar right. from $1.33. But, but that is a lot for some people's pockets. Mm-hmm. It twelve dollars is a lot to drop at at, at a moment's well, notice. It is, but you just maybe don't know what you're going to be doing through the whole but, weekend, so you feel no, like you need to buy. I them mean, all. buy the twelve, buy the bulk if you can afford it. Always buy in bulk. Everybody yeah. knows this. Um, yeah, definitely wear. We're talking about penises, and we're talking about get them in bulk, <laughs> dude. I am not kidding. Like, I don't care if you like sex. Good, yeah. all good. Protection, do it. Yeah. I get it. You like raw sex? Save that for marriage or long-term relationships. Right. Where you're not fucking any and everybody. If you're fucking any and everybody, please use protection. And really, if that's not... Like rubber protection. Not pregnancy protection, but like 
STD production. I mean, but but there's also female condoms. I don't know how much those cost. But I'm not sure how effective they are against STDs. That's what I'm a little... Mm. I recommend males taking responsibility. You always ask the females to take responsibility. Males, you take responsibility. Okay, so I've never in my whole life used a female condom because I kind of think they came out after I've been married. So I have no idea. Do you you don't know either? No, I've never used a female condom. Mm-mm. So that would be a great if somebody has used a female condom, let us know. Like you can send us an email, you can comment, you can, oh Calvin, you have? Did you just raise your hand? Calvin used a female Hold condom. Up. We might have to have a special guest. Which uh, always Calvin some, used a dental Calvin, man? come here, babe. <laughs> okay, so if he had to use a female condom, this is something I've never heard before. So let's go. All right, I got three more facts. Calvin's in there trying to prepare mm-hmm. dinner. Um, he might have used a female condom. I don't know. Whatever. All right. All right. Three he more don't want to come, so we'll talk okay. about this after. Smoking cigarettes can lead to a weaker erection in men because it constricts the blood flow. So all the men mm-hmm. who like to smoke, hey. No judgment, you like to smoke, whatever. Mm-hmm. But science behind it is that it constricts the blood flow, which makes your erection mm-hmm. weaker than it what it could be. Okay. Alright, so, I mean, if you want a stronger erection, maybe cut back on smoking or mm-hmm. quit it altogether. Right. Men in North Dakota buy the largest condoms and mm-hmm. men in Mississippi buy the smallest ones. So we were Why? just talking about condoms. See, and to me, this is very subjective because I'm like, do men in North Dakota buy the largest condoms because they have a conflated view of their penis size? Probably. And men men in Mississippi are like, I can save money if I buy a smaller condom and it fits me either way. Why not save money? So to me, that's not necessarily a judgment on the size of their penis just their reflection on the size of their penis because i'm like it's rubber it stretches so the average penis size we already now know is max you're talking 5.2 inches right erect flaccid you're talking about a 3.6 right Mm mm-hmm so, really, you could, maybe men in Mississippi are more financially aware. Right. I mean, hello. Why buy the Magnum if you don't need it? No. I mean, men that like what to. they're called, right? Yeah. The Magnum? Men like to okay. buy Magnum because it makes them feel like more of a man. And I feel like North Dakota is like the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I work in North Dakota, right? North Dakota is like a high oil industry. It's like a True. man's man type of work. They think they're all that in a bag of chips. So, yeah, you, you're like, oh, yeah, I can fill out this extra large magnum. Like, no, sir. Right. No, sir. You should have probably bought. That extra a... rubber flopping around does not feel all that no, great. No, you probably should have bought the smaller ones so yeah. I could feel the veining and the, the right. ribbing in your penis. See? Yeah, I hate condoms. I just gotta be honest. Condoms don't bother me. They don't. Really? No. I hate their smell. Yeah, the smell. You're I, right. I just I hate them. So the smell. What? The smell is a bit yeah. off-putting. Mm-hmm. But in general, okay. 
you have to weigh what is more important, right? Is the smell more important or the protection more important? I mean, if I had to use them, I use them, obviously. Like, But like I said, it's been 12 and a half years, so... Condoms cut into the mood, I, right? I mean, we... Condoms yeah, cut into the mood. Do. You have to stop. You got to put it on. Right? It's like, excuse me, baby. I mean, if, but if you're, hard if put you're good at it, it doesn't cut that far into the no, mood. not that far. If you are good at it. Yeah. Well, okay? you know... Men get good at wearing condoms if Ugh. you're having multiple partners. That's all I can say. All I gotta say is, and I am definitely mothering this podcast right mm-hmm. now. But definitely mm-hmm. protection, please. And multiple Thank partners. Thank God for twelve protection. and a half years of no condoms. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got one final fact. I'm just for y'all. guessing. Twelve and a half could have been longer. Okay. All right. A man's penis size while flaccid mm-hmm. is not a real predictor of what it will be when it is hard size when erect is dependent upon blood flow so the more healthy a man is the better his blood flow the larger his erection is going right. to be so when you see it flaccid and you're like oh that's not really impressive mm-hmm. ladies wait if he is in good health if he has great blood flow you might get a larger erection than from some man who is flaccid relatively large and then once the blood flow fails you're just like no you're not much bigger than what you are flaccid so i guess i feel like if you're a woman and you judge a man off of the size of his penis in case if you don't know like when it's soft then you shouldn't be doing it anyway without doing some research. Because, what the hell? Of course they're supposed to be small. Do you want them walking around with their dick sticking out their pants all the time? If they're supposed to be big when Lisa. they're small? Wait, wait. Is this a legitimate question? Uh, yeah. I mean... I mean, okay. Cons- Tiffany wants men walking around with hard penises all the no, time. No, no, no. Concealed and carried. I do like the bulge. I do like the okay. sweatpants. Okay, okay. But do you judge a man by oh, if for some reason no. you just grab his penis when it's I soft? am a sapiosexual, which means I, I judge people based on intelligence. Right. Like intelligence oh, turns me on a smart, okay. motivated. It does, but also, man. whose mm. podcast is this? This is Tiffany's topic talking about penises. So she likes penises. So do you walk around and if you grab the man's <laughs> penis or penis, as we learned, it's also penis. okay to call. Would you judge him if it did not feel big enough for you? No. Okay. See, there but we that's, go. That's not how I am as a person, which is me why either. I'm comfortable talking about penises as a subject me too. because. I like it. I enjoy it. It's a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's an added extra for me. Is that the end all and be all? No. No, absolutely not. So if, if you have a, a woman... good man who works hard, has a sense mm-hmm. of humor, who treats you well, mm-hmm. and you are worried about the size of his penis, that, then mm, you're the problem. Then I don't understand it. No, I won't say that you're the problem. Oh, no, no, they're all, the problem. We all have our own preferences, right? True story. Okay. So we all deal with our own shit. We all deal with it. So I'm not even going to judge you on that. We just have different priorities. Mine, my priority is like, no, no, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I enjoy sex. I like sex. I like to have a good time. I like to feel it. Don't get me wrong. 
But is that what is going to deal break me? Probably not. More for me is like, if you treat me like shit, if you're unfaithful, Preach it, if like I can't, Preach if I cannot deal with your personality, that is a deal breaker for me because I have to live with you day to day. And that's what I'm going to see more than your penis. And right. penises aren't cute. We just had this discussion pre-podcast. Yeah. There's nothing exactly. cute about penises. Or okay. vaginas, if you ask me. There's nothing cute about vaginas, but I JJ's find vaginas, it's weird. I find vaginas more attractive than I find the penis. I find breasts more, I like breasts. I find breasts more appealing than vaginas and penises. Me, me too. We have a ranking this order. This is why me. we are like girl wifeys. Oh. Because we got the same thoughts. Like, I do find, I'm not going to lie, and Calvin I, knows. I enjoy. I find breasts and butts very attractive. I enjoy butts. I love butts. Butts are my favorite thing. Like we all have our priorities, right? right. Like some people think, but to me personally, and most when I touch you, like I've never heard a woman be like, "Oh, his penis was so good looking." Oh, like no. it's just not Ugh. a thing. I mean, have no. you found a woman? I, I talked no. to personally. You don't even have to point her out. Have you found a woman that was just like? I dug him because his penis was so cute. I'm trying to think, actually, and no, no, I have not. It is so, like, it's never the looks of your penis. It's the I feel, feel like, it's the feel of your penis. I feel like so. men have it way better than women because <laughs> they get breasts, they get butts. They think vaginas are pretty. I think women's bodies are way we more attractive penises, than a male body. That's right. I mean. Then I wouldn't st- I wouldn't take a picture of a penis and hang it on my wall. No, but a nice size of size some nice breasts. Ooh. I mean, if I didn't have kids, I might want hanging on my wall. Like bang bang, totally different. I, I mean, but, I dig it. But you're right. I totally <laughs> agree. I feel like as long as if I would much rather in my life, and maybe it's because we're older and we've experienced relationships. Thankfully, I'm. I'm lucky in both ways. As Calvin's in the kitchen. <laughs> I need to plug my ears on this. <laughs> um, I would much rather, if I had to deal with a small penis, I would much rather to deal with a small penis and have a man that treated me like a queen. Okay. I would just much rather. No, I agree. So, because I feel like as a woman, you should know how to make yourself like you, you do what you got to do in bed to make yourself get yours. So if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Because there might be a straight jackass out there with a straight good penis, but really is it worth it because then you feel shit on a daily basis, but they might give you some good penis every there other day while they're out sharing their penis everywhere else. There is a balance. You have to figure out which balance works for you. Right. And people in that want long-term relationships oftentimes pick the, the feel. No, in long-term, long, they pick the yeah. feeling that like will suffice you for a longer time. Like the penis is good for the moment, mm-hmm. but in long-term, like you gotta kind of weigh your options. Right. And if you're one who picks the penis, you're probably a short-term relationship exactly. type of person. Which is cool. I mean, you I mean, just you have to understand that is your lane. That's you, you are in the short reter- relationship mm-hmm. term lane, which 
Um, but, we, uh, we hate to be real with you. But hey, we're us. But okay. as people <laughs> who have experienced long-term relationship penis. Right. I just feel like, at and, and truly, at my age and seeing, and people are like, you're not even old. No, I'm not old. But seeing other relationships and seeing other people who have to date and everything else, I truly don't ever want to have to date again in my life. And this is the conversation between mine and Tiffany's 45 minutes before we even start recording drinking almost a whole bottle of champagne we talked about. You're welcome. Because when you co-parent <laughs> with somebody else, like Tyler has a different dad than Calvin. It is like the worst thing ever. And that's one thing that I told Tiffany. I will fight any problem that me and Calvin have out to the end because I do not want to ever have to co-parent again. Yeah, ever. co-parenting is rough, people. I don't want to have to date again. I don't want to have to worry about Ooh. penis again. I don't want to have to worry about <laughs> anything. I am happy where I'm at, and we are going to work that shit out if we ever have problems. <laughs> and y'all, y'all have experienced our short little 30-minute podcast, like, for these last few weeks, and right. now you are getting over an hour worth of penis talk. You're welcome, because you know where Lisa my mind is at. Right. You've had some good ones, so get ready for some explicit mm-hmm. ones. That's what I should say. Bang. Because that's us. And that's when we're the realist, I feel like. I think you so, too. Like, right? I feel like... I mean, we are who we are. It, we are just keeping it real and, with everybody. Uh, You're welcome. And uh, Calvin is I walking in doing his little preach. Is that a hand up because you want to speak? Or is that uh, a hand we, up we, like... Is a high five? Like, like, is this what this is? Right. I don't know. He's known yes. us for so long that he knows that we're real. So go. That hand is for a holla freaking Louis. <laughs> this podcast needs to come out like within the next 20 minutes. <laughs> this is probably like the most educational podcast I've heard in a long time. And then go figure so about... A, a, a piece of skin that gets erect by the, just a flow of blood. And thank you, Jesus, for yours, baby. Oh, Stop. yes. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like I'm in on a personal conversation right now. But I am serious. Like, and I, I ain't mad because I like it. I, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been coming back and forth. You probably haven't heard me, but I've been coming back and forth in the kitchen on purpose because of how good this podcast is. And I need this podcast to come out like tonight. I need to go ahead and share this. I got friends like my box boxing squad that I found on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They like this kind of talk. I'm gonna share it with them and everybody else. So that signal wasn't a, a beauty wave. That was just a high five because this got dang on. <laughs> this is so educational right here. Like all right. I, I like so it. I guess from here on, we should be real and not safe. We are like legitimately an hour ten minutes into the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Right, you can um, follow us. Thanks for Lisa for yeah. like being open because I I I'm had proposed open. this idea to her and I was like, uh, so I kind of want to talk about penis on our next mm-hmm. podcast. Like, you you cool with it? And she was like, oh yes, let's do this. I so, mean, if you know me and Tiffany. You know we're very honest. I mean, I'm cool with talking about. We it. don't sugarcoat our feelings about anything. I was so. worried about Lisa and her followers, and I was like, I don't mm. give two shits. I posted my penis <laughs> question, so it is what it is. They all know me. They know how I am. Here we go. All right, all right. So we're gonna have to wrap this shit up because, yes. like, we are far into the game right yeah. now. So 
You can follow us on all social media sites at the MWT Podcast. Uh, you can follow us or email us. Email. Oh, yeah. yeah. Email us at the MWT Podcast at gmail.com. Bang. You can text us at 331-684-8814. You can also leave us your voicemail rants, mm-hmm. which we had people propose that they wanted to do. But they but don't. Like, we want these. Give us your voicemail rants like on the ASAP. And just remember, you can hit up other podcasts, blogs, whatever, at 1515app.com. And um, we are still drinking, so we're not out of wine. We're go. not out of champagne. We're not out of cider. Then go. I just um, want to blast Lisa right quick because um, I know they phone number by heart already. I'm not even on this podcast. You're, you're fired. Get out. 331. Who cares what Calvin has to say, okay? He don't have a phone number but for his podcast. We're not out of liquor. I think we're... Almost. We're almost there. We are we're out of champagne. Uh, we are almost there. Like we got like so, one eighth of a can left. We're good. Although we're gonna have to take shots of this chocolate alcohol we were supposed to be doing for our oh, Advent shit. wreath. We failed Advent. And we have that. So, we we really failed Advent. So we will do this after the podcast. Right. Um check on so, us, make sure we're sober after Thanks that. for listening to our penis podcast. We appreciate it. Obviously, this yes. is the kind of stuff that gets us excited. That gets a lot of our male yeah. followers excited because we had more responses right. from our male Males listeners. and women. But that's okay. So well we love till y'all. next time. Bye. Peace.